So, Faith Does, part three, since I'm preaching tonight, I ask Pastor Liz to give the word today because a few months ago, before I even planned on doing Faith Does series, she started telling me some things about faith, and it inspired me. So I said, how about you preach on March 17th? So let's give Pastor Liz a hand as she comes and gives the word today. Thank you, guys. No pressure today. Such a great day. It's going to be right. I feel the pressure. We have to finish soon. And it has to be powerful because tonight is going to, this whole day is going to be powerful. You know, I'm going to be sharing something that is, I know the enemy is not going to like this. But I believe, you know, that we're, after this service, you know, just when Jesus sent the 70-something disciples to go and pray for the sick and go, you know, send them two by two. And they came back and said, um, Oh, you know, we, we, we saw uh, sick people being healed, uh, people being delivered. And Jesus said, yeah, I saw the enemy falling like lightning. You know? So this is what I believe is going to happen today if you get a hold of this word. Because this word is going to empower you to become what God's called you to be and to have the authority that you are called to step on. Okay? So we're, I'm going to jump straight in the, in, the, in the word of God. And I'm going to read Luke 7. 2 through 10. Yes. Luke. There it is. I'm going to be reading the Passion Translation. It says, therefore, he found a Roman military captain who had a beloved servant he valued highly. And the servant was sick to the point of death. When the captain heard that Jesus was in the city, he sent some respected Jewish elders to plead with him to come and heal his dying servant. So they came to Jesus and told him, the Roman captain is a wonderful man. If anyone deserves to have a visit from you, it is him. Will you please come to his home and heal his servant? For he loves the Jewish people and even built our meeting hall for us. Jesus started off with them. But on his way there, he was stopped by friends of the captain who gave this message. And this is the key, the key, um, the, our key verses. Uh, Master, don't bother to come to me in person, for I am not good enough for you to enter my home. I'm not worthy enough to even come out to meet one like you. But if you would just release the manifestation of healing right where you are, I know that my young servant will be healed. Unlike you, I'm just an ordinary man. Yet I understand the power of authority. Say, power of authority. And I see that authority operating through you. I have soldiers under me who obey my every command. And I also have authorities over me whom I likewise obey. So, Master, just speak the word and healing will flow. Jesus marveled at this. He turned around and said to the crowd who had followed him, Listen, everyone, never have I found even one among the people of God, a man like this who believes so strongly in me. The version you're used to read says, I have not found a person in Israel that has faith in me. Jesus then spoke the healing word from a distance. When the man's friend returned to the home, they found the servant completely healed and doing fine. Wow. You know, I've read this scripture so many times, and I was always kind of confused. I mean, 
didn't get the point, you know, <laughs> very well until lately that the Lord's been revealing to me something about the power of authority. And um, I, I'm amazed how he said, you know, he's been with his disciples. This is the book of Luke. And he tells us all about the miracles and everything. Jesus is walking with them. They're already with him, following him, seeing all these miracles. And he says, I have not found faith like this in all Israel. And I feel like the disciples were like, okay, thank you. <laughs> You know, it would have sucked to be there, <laughs> be a disciple, walking with him, being all these religious people. And he says, listen, you know, I have not found anyone that has that, this kind of faith like this man. Yeah. And this man, like, was not even a Jew. They didn't even talk to relate to these people. So that was pretty uh, powerful, you know. This series of faith have been so challenging, right? Um, the last two Sundays, I had to share about faith. It's been like everything, every, ever since Hunter started preaching about faith, I feel like our faith as a family is, has been tested to the core. I don't know about you guys. I kind of was like, man, why did you pick that topic? <laughs> Could you have picked like mercy or grace? But you know, as hard as it is, you know, we're going to be tested. We're going to be trial, you know. And, and it is to increase our faith and growing hurts. And right now, we're hurting. You know, you know if, you, if you've been close to our family, you know what we've lived for the last three weeks. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that has prayed for us. All the meals, all the gift cards have been such a blessing. We're just so very blessed by the kind of church we have. And as a pastor, I just want to give you thanks. And, and we feel the love and we know you're praying for us. But everything about authority started when I'm heading to the hospital with very bad news about my mom and I'm like I I, I kind of kind of was home and I wanted to calm down before I went to the hospital because I knew I needed to fight a battle you know and I needed to be calmed down and I needed to know you know okay what am, what am I facing so I kind of like call myself praying the spirit all of us are like freaking out in the inside by trying to put it together in the outside you know um, fear knocking all these things and I'm driving and I'm praying in the spirit. You know, I feel like, man, when you're going through hardship and you're praying in your car in tongues and worship is on, I feel like angels protect us because we're like, Woo, you know, driving like crazy. Um, but I'm driving. I'm, I have high anxiety level. And I'm praying in the spirit. And I'm driving through the woods. And I feel like the Holy Spirit tells me. Uh, I'm, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, I need to hear you. Like, what, we're going to, what are we going to do? And I feel like the Holy Spirit told me, stand in your authority. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that's not what I, like, I wanted to hear kind of like, don't worry. It's going to be fine. You know, um, healing is here. I'm here with you. But he says, stand in your authority. And that's what I want to tell you about what I've been learning in the last three weeks. Okay. And I'm here with you. I don't think I have mastered this faith thing, but I'm in a fight. And I want to encourage you today. So I want us to, so I'm like driving and I'm trying to think authority. Okay, what's my authority, right? What authority do I have? And then the Lord brought to me Ephesians 2, 6 through 7. Yes. He raises up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of heavenly realm. Yes. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. When it says co-seated, it's talking about that we have given the authority, the right to be seated with Christ. 
through, throughout the coming ages, we will be a visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of His grace and kindness, which He, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. So I'm driving. He says that I stand in my authority, and then the Lord is reminding me of these verses. I, you've been seated with Christ. You've given authority to be in the heavenly realm. Okay? And I, I just want to go ahead and read the other Ephesians verse that, that you posted first. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Amen. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is a mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him, and exalted him to a place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. So these scriptures are coming to me. It says that we will be an advertisement of his immense power. My life and your life should be an advertisement of the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. But I wonder where the heck is that power? Because when you are facing the devil, you know, there's a book, famous, you know, if you follow Instagram, When God Became Real, right? Or something like that. Amazing book. But let me tell you, this three week is when the devil has become real. Because he has been at my door. So where is the power when I need it? Where is it? Where is your power? Because if that's what we're supposed to be doing... You know, because we're going to be faced with situations that we require, that we need supernatural power. So that's what I'm learning. Where is my power? What is my authority? Luke 7, 14 says, you know, I want to see the kind of power that Jesus has. And he says that I'm co-seated with him and that I have that same authority. Then Luke 7, 14, then he stepped up the coffin and touched it. When the pallbearers came to a hall, Jesus said to the corpse, Young man, I say to you, arise and live. The next verse, the next look verse. Oh. There you go, 824 to 25. So the disciples woke up, woke up, no. So the disciples woke Jesus up and said, Master, Master, we're sinking. Don't you care that we're going to drown? With great authority, Jesus rebuked the howling wind and surging waves, and instantly they stopped and became as smooth as glass. Then Jesus said to them, why are you fearful? Have you lost your faith in me? So Jesus just pretty much said, he rebuked the wind. He pretty much said, wind stop, waves come down. That's what he said. Luke 8.54, no, Luke 8.54. Jesus approached the body, took the girl by her hand, and called out with a loud voice, My sleeping child, awake, rise up. You know, in the Bible, as I read the Gospels, I see that Jesus commands bodies to heal. He says, ears be open, eyes see, body awake, arise, stand up and walk, stretch up your hand. These are command words. Jesus did not walk on earth saying, Father, please. Have mercy on this blind man. Because this is how I found myself praying all the time. Jesus, by the blood. You know? Jesus, hear our prayer. 
You know, there's nothing wrong with the prayers asking for mercy. We should. But I'm talking about commanding now. Yes. That I need to rise up to the heavenly realm and start commanding my circumstance to change. Start commanding my body to change. Now, so I was like, okay. Okay, you know, it sounds easy, but it's not easy. That's why it's a battle of faith. You know? So we go to the hospital and we start commanding bones be healed in Jesus' name. Blood be healed in Jesus' name. Work correctly. And this is the way we've been praying for my mom's body for the last three weeks. So, but what does it mean to have authority? You know, if I, I don't have the scripture, but I'm just going to quote it for you guys. John 14, 2 says, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater. So where is the power? Where is your power? So let's talk about authority. What does authority mean? Some words from the dictionary mean power, the right to, official permission, right? To authority, to have authority means that you have the power, that you have the right to do certain things, and that you have official permission. The root of the word authority, listen to this, this is so cool comes from the Latin word author, which means originator, promoter. No wonder it says that all authority belongs to the Lord. Because he's the author of life. He's the author of all things. <clears throat> and, and, and I think about authority, right? And, and nowadays if I'm driving, right? If I'm driving and someone just randomly tries to stop me, unless they're like in an accident they're asking for help I normally wouldn't stop how about you like if it looks like no one's in pain no one's hurting everything's good but if I'm driving and I hear this and I hear the sound and I look in my rear uh, mirror right I stop because an authority that has a right to stop me and I'm going to ask Mr. Ryan to come to the front with me. Because you can look at us and we're like just human beings. But there's a different thing between him and I. He has some special authority that I don't have. Can you show me your authority? Can you put it on? And he has a power. You know, I cannot, you know, I cannot just randomly stop you and say, hey, I want to I wanna search your purse, something. But he can. No, no, no pictures. Don't post pictures of anything of this, please. <laughs> but um, see, there's a difference between him and I. He has the authority and he has the power to stop the bad guys. I don't. Thank you, Ryan. You did not know, huh? See? We got you here, guys. We got you. So as I meditate more on authority, you know, I feel like there are two main things that I've discovered in this three weeks that we need to get in order in order for us to step into authority. 
you know, we all get excited. Authority, yes, give me the power, yes, you know. But then the, the, the giants come, and then we're freaking out, and we don't know where that power, that faith go, went. Does it make sense? Have you been there? It's like you've been in church, you've grown up, you know all the Bible verses. But then, like, you're faced with something that is scary, something that is greater, the enemy in front of you. And you're just like, oh, God, why have you left me? You know, despair and all these things. And then I wonder, like, whoa, what happened to my upbringing, like, my, me being a Christian all my life? You know? So there are some areas in our lives that I need to put in order in order for us to exercise authority. You guys want to know this. And I, if, let me... Let me tell you this, church, if you get a hold of this, something powerful can happen in your life and in, in, in your family as a church, as a community. Because I believe God's will is for us to release his power. This is something that the Lord has been teaching me. Because, you know, like if you come Wednesdays and you, and, and you come to prayers my greatest desire has always been see what the Bible says we can see. Yeah. And I, I look at our churches sometimes and the church in general and I don't see power. Right. You know, and as I, I look for like, Lord, where, like, where is our power? Where are you? This is what I feel like the Lord has revealed. And I feel like as a church, God wants to rise us up. He wants to take us to the next level. Right. He wants to teach us to operate in the heavenly realm. So the first one is identity. Identity as a child. Before we understand identity and dig in, we need to, let me, let me explain something to you today. We need to know who we are in the kingdom of God. We need to have a personal revelation that we are sons and daughters and that we belong to him. And for this reason... You know, we, we, I need to believe what he says about me. So why it is important that you first has a, have a revelation that you are a child of God. Why? Because when storm comes and troubles come or giants comes, do you know you have a dad that has your back? Or are you in despair and hopelessness and feeling all alone with no hope? Because when you know you have a father... You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening, but my father does. And he is with me. And he's not going to abandon me. And he's a good father and he's just not going to throw me in the fire without being here providing his angels to protect me. So if you do not know, deep in your heart, I am a child of God. Therefore, the enemy cannot touch me. Then when storms that are going to come and problems that might come, you're going to run crying, feeling hopeless, in despair, and defeated. You know what? Faith does. Because in order for us to believe in our identity, we need faith to believe what God says about me. Do you have faith to believe what the Bible says that you are? If there's no faith, there's nothing. John 1.12 says, do we have to? But all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. 
How is your relationship with your dad today? Do you feel like a daughter of God, like a son of God? How are you going to fight if you don't know who you are? Is this helping you guys? How, do you know, how, how, how are you going to face adversity if you don't have a deep revelation that your father cares, that he wants to protect you, that he loves you? And that is the security. That is the love that casts away all fear. Sometimes we think, oh, there's powerful love. It's going to come and boom, fill me with, you know, and out of the sudden, boom, fear is going to flee. No, no, no. It is a relationship. Right. It's knowing, I don't know what's going on, but my father loves me. And I'm going to run to his arms. And I'm going to hide in him. And because he loves me, I am okay right now yeah. at this moment, today. Number two, the other thing that I've learned in these last three weeks is, Liz, who are you to face this? And the first, like, I am a daughter of a king, and I am seated with him. The second thing is submission, submitted under authority. And this is why I feel like our churches have no power. When we understand that we are sons and daughters, then we can submit to God. Only when you understand that you are a son and a daughter, you can completely submit to God. If you don't know that you are a child of God, loved, it will be really hard to submit to God because you see him like a boss or like a distant God. Or a ruler. And you are submitting by force, reluctantly. Kind of like, eh, yes, no, I like this, I don't like this. But when you know who you are, you submit to your father out of love. Yes. But now this is key, guys. There is a kingdom of heaven. where There is a king and his, and his name is what? But there's also the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of darkness where the enemy rules. So we need to be careful what kingdom we are submitting to. You are submitting to something regardless if you're not aware or not. But I want you to be aware today that if you're not submitted to King Jesus, you are submitted to the spirit of this world. What, and you're, like, you're telling me, what do you mean I'm submitting? If we are submitting to fear, if we are submitting to addiction, if we are submitting to hopelessness, if we are submitting to despair, if we are submitting to anger, then we are submitting to the kingdom of this world and not to the kingdom of heaven. Because when I submit to the kingdom of heaven, in heaven there is no sickness. In heaven there is no fear. In heaven there is hope, there is joy, and there is life. So how am I living my life? How are you living your life? today what kingdom are you are you aware 
Now, by my experience in the last three weeks, I'm telling you, I don't have it all figured out, you know. It's not that I submit once and I'm like, done, safe. That's what we, the majority of, I see it, the majority of people, that's what they want. Like a quick fix, a powerful fix, you know. Come on, get it done, power, free, woo, done. No, 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 no. It's a daily decision. And when you are going on the tribulation and trials and testing like we are, it's an hourly decision. Every hour, I am not submitting to fear. I am not submitting to cancer. I am not submitting to anxiety. I am not submitting to death. Because I am seated with Christ. Do you have a king over your life? Do we obey God's words? Out of love. It says, if you love me, you will obey me. Can God said, go, stay, don't, stop. Or we choose and pick. What we want to do. Therefore, we are not submitted to the King of kings and Lord of lords. And when you need power, guess what? It's not there. Because power only flows through the head. And Jesus is the head. And Jesus is the king. So if I am not under, there's no power. If we don't submit, we will not have authority. But we need power. And it is not just the job of your pastors to have power for you. Because I do not live with you in your house when the enemy knocks at your door. You need to have your own authority and your own power. And when we gather together, this power shall multiply. So when someone that's possessed walks in and the enemy flees. Something has to change because we want a powerful church. <laughs> Look at the Roman officer. That's why he was so powerful. This story, that's why this story is there. In this last three weeks, I understand why it was in the Bible. And we're going to go back. We're going to go back to that scripture, Aaron, please. Verse 8. We can start from verse 8. Unlike you, I'm just an ordinary man. And he didn't even, under, he didn't even have the revelation. He was a son. But you and I are supposed to have that. Yet I understand the power of authority. And I see that authority operating through you. He understands you are King Jesus. You are God. You are something greater than this world. He knew who, who the king was. He knew who had the power. And I also have authorities over me whom I likewise obey. He understood. I know what it means to have authority. But you are the real deal. But I also submit. So at that time, he said, I submit to your authority. Whatever you said, say it and it will be done. That's why he has greater, he had greater faith than all of us and me sometimes. Because when I come to him, it's always like, but what are you, uh, uh, you know? And, and not only doubting, 
but living under fear. Storms and giants are going to come, guys. I wish they wouldn't, but they will. Maybe you are facing them right now. Do you have authority to fight against the enemy? How are you fighting the battle of faith for your own life and your family, your future family? What is our faith building? James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves, then God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It says that we submit to God, then the enemy flees. But then we go on living our lives without submitting to God. And then we want the enemy to flee. Well, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Think about the authority in your life, the godly authority in your life. Are you submitting? Do you have an attitude of submission? Yes, King Jesus. You guys are quiet. Are you guys okay? <laughs> and number three, my last point here. Practice your authority. We must exercise it. Every day we choose what are we going to submit to. Are you going to submit to your flesh or are you going to submit to Jesus? And we need to practice to go to the heavenly realm. I am not under the realm of this world. I am under heaven. So we need to practice ascending with Jesus. I don't know how that's looked like for you. But for me it looks like I consciously tell my mind. You are not from this world. The spirit of God inside you makes you from heavenly realm. And that's where miracles are. And that's where power is. And that's where peace and healing is. Who are you? Who is your king? What realm are you operating in? Because you can have authority. You can have power. And practice it. How do I practice it? When the thought comes, I don't submit. When the, the thought has come the last three weeks of a lot of anxiety, I said, I don't, I say out loud, submit to anxiety. I am seated with Christ. And where he is, there is no fear. There is no sickness and there's no anxiety. So you need to start. If, if you need a, a, a revelation of who you are as a child of God, you can have that today. If today you need to surrender to king and say, Jesus, you are my king. I'm sorry I've been doing. You know what? You know, it says that it requires faith to believe what God says about you to, be, to believe you're a child of God, right? You know, it requires faith to believe that he is in control of your life. And that he knows better for you and your family and your future. So everything requires faith. And also we need to start practicing commanding with authority. 
I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know if you're dealing with a child that's sick. You need to start commanding. You are healed in Jesus' name. Attention deficit disorder, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Your brain works correctly. You need to start commanding your body. You know, I don't know that like we've been like in, in so high anxiety that we have experienced weird pains in our bodies. You know, like you didn't know you could hurt like something weird. That I've been commanding my nerve system to calm down under the presence of God. And I've been saying my brain relaxes at night. My brain relaxes. My nervous system relaxes and I'll go to bed. My body, sh shut down. Really? Have you ever been that you cannot sleep because you're anxious? Well, start commanding. Use your authority. I don't know what is the strife at home. I don't know if, if sin is knocking at your door or addiction or whatever. And you say, I do not submit to addiction today. I do not submit to desires. I do not submit to temptation. I do not submit to, I am not a pervert. I am Jesus inside of me. I'm a new creation. I am filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I am joyful. Body, you're going to be joyful. Mind, you're going to be aware. Because in heaven, there's none of this. And that's where we're supposed to be seated. You know, you have unhealthy behaviors. You tell them to stop. <laughs> really. Command, rebuke. There's power. What kind of family did you want to build? Start commanding. I've been commanding that I use my brain to a higher capacity. Because we don't even use our brains 100%. I don't know if you knew this. You can go into research. But I'm like, I need ideas and I need creativity and I need them now. So my brain work, work in heaven as it is in heaven here. What, 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 what is limiting you? Now. I'm going to close with this example that I love. 1 Samuel 17, you know, we, we see David. David that is going to fight against Goliath. And David is a great example because he knew who he was. When he says, who does this uncircumcised Philistine th think he is to defy the army of the Lord? He knew who, who he was. Who do you think you are to come and defend me? I, my dad is God. Who, who do you think you are to come close to my house? Who do you are? To, who do you think you are to come and mess up my marriage? Who do you think you are to come and mess up my mind and my children, my church? Who do you think you are to come and mess up with me, my health? He knew who he was. And he knew the authority and the power he had. Because at first when, when Goliath was insulting the people of God. And then when, he, when he's get, getting ready to fight, he says, You come to me with spear and sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the heaven's armies. He came with authority and he said, I came to you. I come to you in the power of the Lord, the King. The authority, king of kings, highest. Yes. 
And he said, he went and found five, ro five rocks. And this caught my attention because he said, it says pretty clear, he went and found five smooth rocks. He knew the kind of rocks he needed. <laughs> you know, he was not panicking in the water or trying to find the rocks. What to, you know, he's not like, oh, dog, I might hit him with my sheep. Or, no, no, no. Because that's how we act sometimes when we are in anxiety and panic. He knew exactly what, what rocks he needed to go and pick. He said five smooth rocks. I only found one, sorry. Smooth. And the, and, and the rocks represent the word of God. He knew exactly what word of God he needed to defeat the enemy. Do you even know what is your word to defeat the enemy? So you're not in a time of trouble like some of us been before. Oh, give me a word, Lord. Why am I going to defeat? Here. No. Do you know how you're going to face your giant in with what word? Because you need to be ready. Church, we need to be ready to fight the giants that are coming against us. You cannot just be oblivious. You cannot say, well, you know, if I don't mess with the enemy, he doesn't mess with me. You're under his kingdom. You've already been submitted, slaved in sin. There comes a point that my words are, cannot be your rocks to fight your giant. So when we are in anxiety and in trouble, we're trying to call people, tell me, give me a word. What did this person say? I don't need anyone to tell me what my God, my King Jesus has told me. You need your personal king. You cannot use my rocks to defeat your giant. And I know my rocks are Isaiah 41 13 says, I will hold you by the right hand. Don't be afraid because I am with you. That is my rock to defeat my giant. Psalm 91, the whole psalm is my rock. Genesis 22:14, he's Jewish Judah. He's my provided as I go through the storm. The enemy is not merciful towards you. Don't you think if you don't do anything to him, he's going to come and he's going to kill you. Because he's your enemy. But we have power. And we have authority. And we need to ascend. The environment of heaven. The atmosphere of heaven can be a reality for you today. Today. 